Channel Radio News Update. The head of the British Armed Forces says Russian President Vladimir Putin's standing is diminished following his invasion into Ukraine. It says the UK imposes further sanctions on prominent Russians, including media figures and military leaders. Russian forces have continued shelling the strategically important Ukrainian city of Chernihiv, despite promises to scale back operations. All patients with type 1 diabetes in England are to be offered wearable technology the size of a £2 coin. With an app, the user can scan the monitor in a second and get a reading which tells them whether or not their blood sugar levels are at an appropriate level. Liz Perrodin, Senior Policy Officer at Diabetes UK, says the guidelines will be transformational for people living with diabetes. What we're seeing today is a key shift in thinking, a move to recognising that diabetes technology is an integral part of diabetes self-management, not simply an added luxury. And a new report claims Windrush victims are facing severe financial and personal difficulties four years on. That's the latest from Radio News Hub. I'm Beth Argent. Radio Works. Businesses could be missing out on important export opportunities and the chance to grow on an international scale. Roland Palmer from Alibaba Group UK explains. E-commerce is helping lower barriers to exporting, with more UK businesses turning to online marketplaces. But almost a third of UK SMEs still aren't exporting. We're focused on helping businesses of all sizes on their export journey. Head to Alibaba Group's Europe LinkedIn channel to find out more. Channel Radio, weather outlook. A cold night across the UK with plenty of clear spells, although eastern areas may see some wintry showers. Temperatures dropping no lower than minus two degrees Celsius. We'll be right back after this. This is Channel One. Are you frustrated with IT issues? Let AnyTech take the stress out of all your tech worries. With more people than ever now working from home, reliable technical assistance could help save your day. Mac or PC? We can help. Friendly service, free quotation, competitive rates guaranteed. AnyTech, IT home and business support service covering Kent and East Sussex. Call 07745 178 665. That's 07745 178 665. Or visit our website. All the W's. Anytech.co.uk Looking for fast, reliable web hosting or maybe streaming your own station's content? Then look no further and head over to all the W's simplecast.co.uk Follow us on Twitter at Channel Radio 1 See it, that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying. Gonna keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side 
This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Sinat Noorani. Don't worry about the height, we'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689-885004 or email info at jwcss.com. Hello, beautiful people. It's that time of the week, Friday, for the Mindset Matters talk show. I'm your host, Zenat Narani, for the next hour and a half, and I'm here from 10.30 to 12 noon. Now, I'd like to thank my sponsors, the Mindset Matters show is sponsored by Intune PR. They are a public relations business that helps its client to achieve raised awareness through media coverage. They say Intune PR understands that mental health and well-being are vital for all of us. We are proud to sponsor such an informative and uplifting show and such a talented coach. Mindset does 
matter. Now, as always, don't forget to connect with us on social media and remember to keep those tweets coming in during the show with any shout outs that you may have to Zenat underscore Lorani. And don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks in your post. And also, if you would like a longer shout out and would like to email that across to me, then of course you can do that at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. And don't forget to use MSM shout outs in the subject box. So, is it your first time listening in? Well, if it is, The Mindset Matters is a show that is dedicated to supporting and making a difference in bringing about awareness, breaking down stigmas around mental health and well-being. Also, it's to share how different aspects of our lives, are, if, if they are ignored, can impact our overall well-being. Now, I want you to know that you are not alone and that we all go through challenging times in our lives. Yes, it's absolutely true. And importantly, to know that it is okay to reach out and ask for help. Now, the bravest thing that you can do is actually asking for help. Now, I have been through my own challenges with mental health, and it's by asking for support, guidance, and equipping myself with a range of tools and strategies that I can have at my disposal that has allowed me to become a stronger person. And I continue to grow day by day. And if I hadn't asked for that help and gone for therapy and counseling, I'm not sure where I'd be right now. But what I do know is that I'm in a place where I feel empowered and stronger and in a position where I am absolutely passionate about supporting people with their well-being and mental health, helping them to overcome challenges, helping them to break through negative beliefs, um, fears, phobias, anything that's holding them back from being their best version of themselves. That's what I love doing. And because of my journey, I am able to give so much more and do you know what life is constantly testing us in so many different ways and the one thing that I've also learned by becoming more self-aware and valuing who I am my self-worth my self-value and gaining that confidence I know that I can get from anything that I am confronted with and I know that my clients too can get through anything as long as you you want it you have got to want the change and be ready for it no matter what lies in front of you it's about stepping out of your comfort zone there is no growth if you stay within your comfort zone the growth starts to happen the moment you step out of that it's a bit like a flower in a seed the way the seed tends to grow and nurture and become beautiful and blossom it's purely because it has allowed itself to go towards the sun to step out into the light now I often talk about resilience quite a lot and I thought I was a very resilient person and you know what I am a resilient person but what I found out along the way is that there is different types of resilience 
Now to be resilient means to be able to find alternative solutions and alternative paths that allow you and enable you to bounce back from adversity and challenges that help you to move forward. There is no point being resilient when you say, I keep getting up and I keep going at it and going at it, but you're banging your head against the same brick wall. That is not being resilient because you're not making changes. You're not stepping back and reflecting and seeing different perspectives or avenues in order to um, get where you want to get to. So being resilient also involves you having the ability to stand back and reflect and evaluate. Hope that's been helpful. Now, I love presenting and hosting this show because I really, really am passionate about sharing my experiences and expertise of the different tools, tips and techniques and strategies that I have in order to support my clients. But what's great about this show is that I have expert professionals that come on here and also share their expertise in the tools and strategies that they use to help their clients in their lives, whether it's personal or business. However, what's even more truly, truly amazing is the guests that come on who are brave enough to talk about their personal stories, their journey of challenges, and how they have transformed their lives and are moving forward because they share what has worked for them and why it's worked for them. And, hope, and in the hope that it would also make a difference to other people that may be going through similar or the same kind of uh, situation as they may be. So people with experiences have a completely different gift of sharing than a professional expert who solely shares their uh, expertise, if that makes sense. So that's what I love about this show. Now, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about what I do in terms of supporting my clients. I'm a performance and life coach and I work solely around well-being and mental health. Hence, Mindset Matters Talk radio show. Now I work with individuals of all ages, but also focus on companies from medium to large corporate sized companies who want to better their personal and professional life, but also supporting leaders to have great policies and well-being policies in place for their employees, providing them with ongoing training, uh, ongoing coaching that can support them in every way possible. Now, the way I do this is by digging real deep into the core so that they truly understand who they are, their value, their worth, understand their belief systems, how they operate, and whether they are working to their advantage. So it's about how helping them address by having a positive mindset, and that will also enable them to have greater clarity and self-awareness to face difficult challenges, negative thoughts, or unwanted emotions. So that's what I do. Now, if you would like to find out more about 
my services and how I can help you or someone that you may know that may need my services, pop over to zenatnarani.com and while you're there, why not book a discovery call with me and let's just get talking because even through a simple chat, magic can happen. Right, what is my affirmation of the week or should I say empowering question of the week? What kind of things are important to you to put into action? How do you do this? So here it is again. What kind of things are important to you to put into action? How do you do this? Now take a moment to just stop and truly reflect on that question. And I would love for you to share your thoughts and comments on that question. Let's support others with the knowledge, the experience, the skills that we have and spread the love. Now, uh, yes, talking about um, inspirational things and affirmations and all of that, I just wanted to mention last week, last week here in the studio, if you missed tuning in, I had nurse Nikki DeLobel from Prue Hospital in Bromley, Orpington, a lung cancer specialist and Emma Barkley, a long-term cancer, lung cancer survivor. They were so inspiring and had so much to share and help us bring more awareness of what lung cancer really is and all the stigmas that are still held by many. Now these two lovely ladies have also launched an incredible support group that goes from strength to strength called Every Breath and it's soon to be registered as a charity and we'll be creating more groups across the UK so do listen to the show and share this. You can find this show on my podcast platform at https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash mindset matters hyphen show 64. Honestly, they were so, so inspiring. I mean, there was so much about lung cancer that I actually learnt myself on this particular show and we could have spoken for hours on end. And it's incredible how many people still have a misunderstanding of what lung cancer is. And what really shocked me is that it's one of the top cancers that is the most hardest to be diagnosed diagnosed sorry and because there is no physical symptoms straight away that you can see anyway you know what you have to listen to this show so do pop over to the mindset matters show 64 okay let me dive into some highlights for april what's coming up well we have stress awareness month stress awareness month has been held every april since 1992 which is to increase public awareness about both the causes and the cures for our modern stress epidemic. So I would love to know, and do keep on tweeting in throughout the month, what are you doing to raise awareness around Stress Awareness Month? Um, what kind of things have you implemented in work? What are you going to do? You know, just tell us what changes are you gonna make in your own life by starting now. 
what else have we got? Uh, 26th of April is Lesbian Visibility Day, which recognises and celebrates the contributions of lesbians. So again, let us know what will you be doing on this day to recognise and celebrate the contributions of lesbians. We also have on the 28th of April, On Your Feet, Britain. This is about workers across Britain unite together and participate in a variety of fun and simple activities to hashtag sit less and hashtag move more at work. So this encourages workers across Britain to really think about what can you do? What are the challenges that you are gonna dare to do, dare to convert, to stop sitting around? So convert sitting time to standing time. And how are you gonna make these changes, these simple changes to your life? And hopefully these will be the ones that will then become part of you, that you implement as a habit, your ongoing behavior of actually not staying stuck at your desk 24 seven without taking a break. Because making these small, simple changes is actually easier than you think. So for example, I'm gonna throw some um, tips in here, which please do tweet in and share your thoughts um, and any tips that you might have. So one could be stand during phone calls, so pace about so the blood circulates. Stand and take a break from your computer every 30 minutes. Set your phone, set an alarm of some sort. Use the stairs more instead of a lift. Arrange standing or walking meetings. I mean, that's absolutely wonderful for your mental health and it's also fresh air and it becomes mindfulness. Eat your lunch away from your desk. Perhaps go downstairs, go to a park, go to a different location. You could walk to a colleague's desk instead of phoning or emailing them if that's possible. Another one could be stand at the back of the room during presentations so that you're, you know, you're not in the middle of the presentation where, you know, you'd normally be sitting, but you're at the back and you're standing. So there's a slight bit of movement if that's possible again. So again, tweet in, let me know if you've got any tips of how we can change hashtag sit less and hashtag move more. 28th of March to the 3rd of April was pioneered by the National Autistic Society, NAS. World Autism Acceptance Week aims to draw attention to the 700,000 people living with autism. So what are you going to be doing again to support this Acceptance Week of Autism? And it's worldwide uh, to bring about more awareness because this, this is a tricky one. Autism is not always brought to the forefront, especially in the workplaces. So how are you accommodating for people who are on the autistic spectrum? And what's the impact that's having, that's, that, that those changes are having on them? So talk, let's share those positive changes. Uh, what else have we got? Two more things coming up. Um, first to the 29th, is IBS awareness. Irritable bowel syndrome is a fairly common disease that strikes anyone, anywhere, and is becoming more and more common. So this whole awareness day is about um, talking openly 
about what's going on because a lot of people actually feel shameful to admit that they're having uh, IBS problems, you know, because it is your bodily functions and it, it can be quite daunting when you're in crowded places, you're surrounded by people and your tummy starts to bloat or you suddenly need to go to the toilet. All of this can cause a lot of shame and guilt for some people. So what we'd like to do here is bring about that awareness and know that it's nothing to be ashamed of. Let's talk openly about what IBS is and how it affects people from day to day. Because I have friends who severely suffer from IBS and I know the amount of stress and anxiety it can cause. Finally, uh, 3rd of April is National Walk to Work Day. So can you actually walk to work or at least part of the way? So taking simple steps to improve your health could pay dividends in years down the line. So if you're not a walkie-walkie type of person, get your walking shoes on and walk as much as you can. And if you're taking part in a event that's to raise money for Walk to Work Day or bringing about awareness in your workplace, tweet in again and let us know what you're doing. And let's shout about all the amazing things that are going on. So, 3rd of April 2020 could help you to put you on the right track to getting healthier. Not only this, but this annual event encourages you to be mindful of your carbon footprint. Walking can help to clear the mind, burn calories and get your heart pumping. And doing this before work could encourage and influence you to eat healthier throughout the day. Now with the clocks changing and the mornings getting lighter, there's no better time to take part in an event like this. You never know, it could lead to a newfound enthusiasm for walking and become a daily or weekly occurrence. Guaranteed you will feel the benefit of your walk no matter how short of a journey it is. And if the thought of being healthier doesn't do it for you, why not get your colleagues on board and meet for a well-earned coffee and a cake midway to reward yourself for all those extra calories burned whilst helping to save the planet. Not only will your conscious be clearer from reducing your carbon footprint, but your mood will be boosted and the cake will be sure, well, sorry, will sure fire a way to give you an extra kick of energy to the rest of your morning and day. How does that sound? Tweet in let us know what's going on. Okay, finally, Multiple Cirrhosis Awareness Week runs from the 25th to the 1st of May. This week provides an opportunity to shine a light on what is often an invisible and misunderstood condition, currently affecting around 130,000 people in the UK. So it's a time to help make the voice of people with MS even stronger. So I would love to hear from people um, about the financial impact that MS has had on their lives with the impact it is causing on their mental health and as well as their loved ones because multiple cirrhosis causes a huge amount of financial burden on so many people and can cause detrimental mental health crises as well. 
So if you're, you would be happy to share and help others better understand the hidden costs of this by sharing your personal experiences, then please do get in touch with me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. Either we can have a chat about it, you can give me some data around it, what's going on, or even better, I would love to have you on my show to share some insights in terms of how are you living with MS uh, or, or how are you coping with the financial burden, how is it impacting your mental health and well-being, including your loved ones around you. Great, so that's all the things that are happening in April at the moment. I'm sure I'll have lots more to share as the month goes on. But right now, we're gonna take a quick music break and when we come back, you'll be hearing from my guest, Lillian Larty, wellness coach and consultant. Like I was 16 Yeah, you fucked me good Mess with my head You fucked all the other girls In your bed You gaslight and talk shit Just pull me in But I've got the keys Now bitch, your baby suck my dick Yeah Yeah. 
Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insights, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Welcome back, and without further ado, as I said, let's listen to Lillian Larty. I would like to welcome Lillian Larty, who is a wellness coach and consultant, and she helps uh, professionals and businesswomen reduce stress, anxiety, and prevent burnout using her pause and breathe method. Welcome, Lillian. It's lovely to have you on the Mindset Matters show. Thank you, Sinat. It's great to be here. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, your story, to then lead us to why you do what you do, helping businesswomen reduce the anxiety and stress and anxiety. As we know, that's such a common thing, especially now, and I completely get it. Thanks, Sina. So um, as you introduced myself, I'm Lillian Larty, and I'm a wellness coach, well-being consultant. I've been in the health, wellness, fitness industry for over 20 years. Doesn't seem like it. Um, <laughs> but I love, I love, love, love it. I breathe, eat, sleep, anything to do with health, well-being. I just love it. And um, I never thought I'd be in this industry growing up. And I was very much into personal development in my 20s, trying to find myself, who am I, what's my purpose, that type of thing. And then one day I was at my gym and I was doing an aerobics class and I just looked at the teacher and I thought, I could do that. (laughs) I don't know what (laughs) came over me. I've had that feeling before. (laughs) I could do that. I could do that. I thought it looks easy enough. So... I investigated what courses to do, did the courses, and it wasn't as easy as I thought, no. but I was persistent, and I said, no, I'm going to do this, yeah. so I was thrilled when I qualified as an exercise to music teacher, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go on to do more qualifications, so I, I did my personal training modules, I became a remedial massage therapist as well, Amazing. so um, after I thought, okay, that's enough qualifications, let's move on, and then I became, I said, no, let me do you some coaching. Too many qualifications, Lillian, <laughs> as long as you do something with them, right? <laughs> exactly, that's it, and that's what I didn't want, so I didn't want to be accumulating all these qualifications and then just sit on them so I went into the industry um, got a few classes under my belt a couple of um, clients which grew and then I was growing my massage clinic as well Um, I ended up having three busy massage clinics in and around London and because um, a lot of my massage clinic um, what kind of massage were you doing or was your were your clinics about so again it was mainly to do with tension and stress in the beginning but then also injuries which uh, my clients were picking up from quite a few of them were runners as Mm. well so they would do running races um cycling races as well some of them were so extreme Mm. um and so they picked up all these injuries but on top of that they were also suffering with a lot of stress Mm. So a lot of them would come to me for their training as well as doing the massage or the exercise classes as well as the massage. And then as you get them on the couch, they start opening up. They start yes. talking about 
oh, this is the stress I'm under and this is what's happening. And at the time I thought, oh, okay. And then I came across a coaching program. So mm. I thought, yes, this will help me to help my clients. So mm. I did a personal development um, coaching qualification as well. So I packaged all of that together. So it was great when my clients came to me because it was like, okay, what are we dealing with today? Are we dealing with the body or your mindset? <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing though, isn't it? To have all these different tools at hand that you can then um, give to your clients because each client is unique and they need different things, don't they? Exactly, yeah. Sometimes like... sometimes I knew when they were kind of like skipping, the, trying to skip the exercise bin. I said, oh, Lily, let's, let's cover the mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, mm, okay. <laughs> but it, it was fun. It was really, really good. And I loved what I did. Um, but the thing that I found was I was working 12 plus hour days. Being self-employed, maybe you can relate to this. You know, the day kind of starts off, you know, early in the morning, especially when I had clients like 7, even some 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Um, And my last class or client wouldn't be until maybe 8 p.m. at night. Um, Likewise with the massages as well. So, you know, it was the love that kept me going. And, you know, I wanted to help more people as well. And when you hear how people are you know, having their aches and pains resolved or their stress is reducing or they're feeling much Mm. better. You just want to do more. Mm. But I found that I was giving, 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 giving. I wasn't having time for myself. I wasn't taking enough holiday time or any breaks. Neglect your own uh, well-being and mental health. Oh, at the time, you just don't realise it. Isn't that funny, though? Because um, you run your own business and yes, initially it's really, really hard. And the whole idea of going into your own business is so that you're in control of it. And then you also have more time for your own self-love and self-care. But that yeah. doesn't always happen, does it? Because it depends oh, on the industry. Not at all. Because like I said, you in, in that industry, you do it for the love of it. You want to give, you want to help people. Yeah. So it was a case of, okay, I found out I wasn't eating my lunch properly or had didn't have a lunch Ouch. break or, yeah. you know, you're just going through your day, grabbing stuff here and there and just trying to keep your energy levels up. But I realized I was doing it in an unhealthy way. I thought I was healthy, but, you know, but um, I kept going and I realized that, okay, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on this treadmill. I keep going, going, when am I going to stop? Yeah. And I would have these conversations with my colleagues and it was the exact same thing they were saying. I was saying, yeah, I know, I started like 6 a.m. this morning and I didn't finish <laughs> till midnight last night. We're like, whoa. You know, we yep. would, would laugh at these things, but it was actually a serious matter, but we didn't know what to do to stop. So um carried on like that for a good few years. But the thing is, in our industry, we heard this, this little word, this little whisper of a word called be careful you don't burn out and Mm. we were like burn out what's What's that that? (laughs) (laughs) so we were just like nah that will never happen to us we're strong we're resilient we're healthy we know what we're doing but um yeah we just kept going and then sooner the more I got into the, the work and I was you know serving clients the more I started to hear oh this person's no longer teaching their class this person's no longer doing massage this person's no longer a personal trainer and Mm. as I investigated I thought why what's going on you know you had all these classes and now you've stopped what's happened yeah and then I heard that they had burnt out and I thought well I'm not like them I'm not doing so many classes I'm not teaching so many clients Mm. and you know 
But sooner, the more I was getting into it, the more I was finding that my energy levels were starting to dip and go down. And I thought, right. hmm, what's happening? So I was looking at certain things. I thought, okay, am I working too hard? Am I giving too much? And I thought I wasn't. I thought I was okay. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, you know what? I just need to eat more of this or I just need to do more of that to mm -hmm. keep me going. But those solutions that, that worked before were not working anymore. That's really interesting that you say that because I think that is also very key. We think about, you know, that life is about just eating healthy or sleeping and but of course those are absolutely fundamental but sometimes what you're eating before doesn't actually fit in with what you're doing in the moment and maybe that diet or I shouldn't really say diet that what you're consuming that food needs to change slightly yes same yeah. with your sleep look at the hours of your sleep look at the behaviors of your sleep it's interesting isn't it yeah, the quality of the sleep. And I know I wasn't getting good quality sleep because I was waking up to four o'clock in the morning and my mind was just churning over with lots of stuff that mm -hmm. I didn't do, I've got to do, and the what ifs and the, you know, what buts and yeah. all of that. And um, like you rightly say, even though I had a qualification in nutrition, mm -hmm. I wasn't following it. I yeah. wasn't following it. I was just doing it to help my clients, but I wasn't taking on board my own advice for I know and it's about being that role model isn't it it's yeah. like they say you know a coach should have a coach yeah um, because a lot of people have this myth that you know we're coaches in wellness or whatever it, industry it may be of coaching they a lot of people assume that we have it mastered but we have to maintain ourselves as well because we get so passionate involved in our clients like you said earlier on you're so passionate involved in them that you often forget about yourself yeah it's so easy to neglect yourself when you're the helper mm. and you're helping others mm. so I carried on this way and my energy levels were still dipping but mm. my productivity was also dipping yeah. um, I found it really tiring teaching my personal training clients my massages were becoming a lot more um energy draining my mm. teaching my classes as well was I, I just wasn't focused enough mm. and then my numbers started to dwindle so one day my group exercise um, 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 moderator she called me she said Lillian what's going on your numbers are, are dipping and I said mm. yeah I know I'm finding it really really hard to teach these mm. classes so I dropped a few of the classes thinking that's what I need. I'll be okay. But yeah. at the same time, when you're self-employed, your mind is like, well, how am I going to keep bringing the money, the income yeah. in? And you've got the financial stress. Exactly. So you just have to keep pushing, keep going. But then what I found was the more I pushed, the more it was kind of like my body was just rebelling, saying, no, we can't. We haven't got yeah, any more to stop. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And my mind was just like, no, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. going. Yeah. And then one day I woke up in my bed and I, I just couldn't get out. Mm. I just could not get up at all. My mind was foggy. I, my, my body just reeked with pain. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, what is going on with me? And my heart was just like really pumping fast. Mm. And I, had, I was having these heart palpitations as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was due to all the caffeine that I was consuming because, you know, keeping my energy up. Yeah. So I eventually got out of bed, stumbled to the bathroom. I couldn't make a viable decision like, what am I doing today? And and I, I just I was just in a in a not good place at all. Was this back in 2018? 
this was in 2000 oh gosh this was 10 years ago so yeah, yeah 2000 and what we 22 2011 yeah so it was age 40 i burnt out i realized i'd burnt out mm -hmm. I had gone on a course, um, a weight loss course, not for myself, <laughs> but for my clients. So I thought, oh, let me learn about this and, you know, see what I can help my clients with. And, and one of the modules was on stress. Mm. And as the, the coach was going through all his slides and it was talking about the symptoms of stress. And, and I was like, this sounds familiar. So mm. he was going through each and every one of them. And then at the bottom in big, bold letters, burnout. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Oh my God, that's me. Exactly, Zinat. I never thought. I really, really, I felt a lot of shame. I felt guilt because here am I, the epitome of health, standing in front of my clients, you know, and they were, every time they would say, Oh my goodness, you're so fit. What do you do? Mm. And not knowing what was going on inside of me, mm. the type of lifestyle that really, I was living, yeah. my mm. work style. And here I am, stressed burnt out and I didn't even know it mm. so there was a lot of shame a lot of guilt around that and I and I hid it I hid it for a long while mm. and it wasn't until um I did this course because I thought well I've got to do this course that he was offering to help me recover from the burnout so in the end I had to drop two of my massage clinics because I just didn't have the strength to carry yeah. on with that that's like you have to make isn't it yeah I had to say bye-bye to my personal training clients and I had to, to close off all my exercise classes which was really really sad mm. and so when my you know my clients would ask me so why what's happened why are you you know and I just oh you know it's just a change change in my business I'm doing everything online I'm focusing mostly on nutrition which was partly true but also I needed that space to recover and to heal yeah, yeah. so when I did the course, I started to pivot everything online. But even though I had stopped and cut down my physical aspect of the business, working 12 plus hour days, mm. mentally, I was still working 12 plus hour days. Yeah. I just transferred everything online <laughs> and on the phone. So doing that still, it was like something's still not right. I'm still feeling drained. Mm. I worked with several health coaches. They were like, oh, you, you know, maybe you're working too hard, stress. And I didn't want to hear that word at all. I didn't want to but be associated it, with Isn't that. it amazing? And the beauty in what you have is that you have that self-awareness, Lillian, that you, you're like, no, something's not right, you know, and you're seeking support to get you through, but yet something's not quite right. And you're kind of going... And on that as well, I love it because I can see you're such a resilient person with great resilience and determination, but it, it just goes to show, and this is what I talk about a lot um, online and with my clients is, you know, we talk about resilience, but I think people don't quite understand what resilience is. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, my question would be, do you have um, positive resilience or negative resilience? It's interesting because you can be resilient, but if you're not finding alternative solutions or trying to make a difference in your routines or paths, then you're not really resilient because you're still banging your head against the same brick wall. Exactly. What you've done is you've stopped, you've made a decision which takes a lot and I can hear that you know letting two of your um massage businesses go, mm. your personal clients. Mm -hmm. I mean that's a huge sacrifice. 
oh, but you knew what was important to you. Absolutely. And it was a case of, do I keep going this way and goodness knows what's going to happen? Hmm. Or do I stop and then go and get a job in Tesco's? No offense against Tesco's or having a job in Tesco's. You know but... what? I understand that because when I did my <laughs> teaching job, I was the same. I, you know, I was like, okay, my health or work. And I said, I'm ready to even clean toilets if yeah. that's the case, because my yeah. mental health is so much more important when I had my yeah. burnout. Yeah. yeah. Because I didn't want anything more strenuous mentally and physically mm. on me so I just thought yeah the the best option is for me just to be a cashier in Tesco's at least and I'm not thinking too much you know and I'm not, say well. tiring, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tiring out my quad <laughs> so so yeah so after when I did the course and then you know I was on this road to recovery still churning over 12 plus hour days in my head um and like I said, getting all, you know, the support and the help, but still, you know, these health coaches, they weren't getting to the root of what was actually going on with me. And then um, I had several different contracts going on as well. My dad passed away in 2016. Mm -hmm. So that was a big blow to okay. me and the family. And as you, I'm sure you know, Zinat, you know, with grief, if we're not processing grief effectively, it yeah. will stay dormant in our bodies. And that will also add to the stress as well. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't getting help with that either. So carrying that, carrying also the, all the things that were going on still, helping to serve my clients, doing this new contract role as a mentor, as a coach for a mentor of mine, and then eventually leaving that. Mm. And then I was at this place in 2018 of who am I? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what my purpose is. So that really weighed heavily on my conscious. Mm. And as I got went through 2018, I was doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of healing from my dad passing, from my, you know, leaving the role of a coach with my previous mentor as well, mm -hmm. which I thought was going to be forever. Um, and then having to stop that. And then just doing a lot of soul searching and emotional healing. And then come October, November time, I was doing, I was just doing some work. And then what I felt, I can only explain that my body, it felt like it exploded inside, wow. like it imploded. Okay. All of a sudden, I just felt my energy just went zoom. Yeah. My heart was pumping again really fast, getting these heart palpitations. It was sounding in my ears this time. Um, headaches, my legs were shaking. I mm -hmm. felt a lot of breathlessness as well. And this happened mm -hmm. over, looking back, it happened over a, a few weeks. So I thought, what is going on? But the, the actual moment where I just said, no, there's something not right here. Either I go to my doctors or I go yeah. and check myself into A&E. At that point, I just thought, no. So I went and I spoke to my mum. I said, mum, I'm going to go to A&E. Now she knows when I say I'm not feeling well, mm. I need to go to the hospital. It's something serious because I'm the type of person that, you know, you just push through, you keep your mouth shut, you just carry on, whether you got cold or not. Mm. So on this evening, when I mentioned it to her, she goes, oh my goodness, I'm coming with you. So we went to A&E. Now, normally when I took my blood pressure in, in the past, it would be around 125 over 70 something, 130 over mm -hmm. 80, something like that. By the time I checked into A&E, it was 190 over 90. The highest I've wow. ever seen it. 
Okay. I, I was, I was, if I swore, I'd say I was being scared, <laughs> you know. And even the, the admission nurse was like, what is going on with you? Where yeah. have you been? Have you traveled? Da, 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 and, you know. So I said to her, yeah, I'm also getting chest pains. I've got a severe headache. Mm. Everything was just happening in my body. So she said, okay, sit down. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I do want to come to a because there's lots of people there. How long is it going to be until they see me? This was, I went, I ended up, I was in a from about 10, 10 p.m. I think we checked in. Mm. Within an hour, I was called in, which was quite a surprise. So yeah. the, the um, consultant said, yeah, we fast tracked you in because of the symptoms that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. They gave me every test under the sun's in at. Everything came back clear, no negative, this, that, this, that. And they were like, we don't know. We're going to have to yeah. admit you. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be in hospital. No, 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 no. So they, they took me around to the back to admit me. And then they took my final blood pressure count. It was 201 over 107. Ouch. Yeah. I shouldn't even have been awake. I shouldn't even been standing. My mom, I could see on my mom, my sister's faces, how concerned they were. Even the nurse who took my final blood pressure, she was just like, okay, let's, let's see if we can get you up in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was that type of thing yeah. you know so they gave me you know got me into a bed that had consultants come around the next day more tests my thyroid was hyper the highest they've ever seen um my blood pressure the highest they've ever seen they asked me what is it that you do when I told them well I work in the health industry hey um Right. It doesn't make sense, but this just goes to show, doesn't matter what industry you're in, it can happen to anybody. Exactly. And exactly. it's about not pushing aside those feelings, those symptoms, those thoughts that you're having that something's wrong. Yeah. If something's wrong, you have to address it. Exactly. And I just thought, you know, I might be the expert, but... I've done, there's something not right. I've mm. done something wrong. So in the end, all the consultants, the, the questions they were asking me, it was a case of, right, you know what, Miss Lati, you need to go home, take your medications and you need to rest. Mm. And, you know, it was like, rest, what's that? <laughs> I, I don't even know what rest is. I can't even sit still for a day, you know? Yeah. But the other thing that they also found out was that I had no iron in me, Zinat. Yes. I was severely anemic. They had to pump me with ferritin. Mm. so there was a whole host of other things going on in my body it's a and it's on effect isn't it from all oh. the neglect that you were probably doing because you were so involved in helping others rather than helping yourself and it's yeah. these whole things that pile up you know yeah. again and again and again and then it, like you said you just exploded inside yeah and you think looking back as well you think especially if you're uh, you help people especially in this industry you think well if I look after myself it's selfish so that was what was always in my mind you know these people come first so go home rest and what I had to learn was to rest my body rest my mind so I learned through just doing some research online how to breathe now it might sound silly you think how to breathe oh, but no, the thing is <laughs> when you're stressed when you're living a busy lifestyle you can hold your breath you can become short in your breath. And I had to relearn how to breathe. I had to learn how to connect with my body. The symptoms that were going on, even when I said, oh, you know what, let me just do a little bit of work. 
mm -mm, my body would just respond. The heart would start beating fast. I'll start coming out in sweats and my, my headache would start again. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Okay, stop. Let me just relax and breathe. Yeah. And, and this what? is where so pause right. and breathe came about. And do you know what? You're so right that what you're talking about, this whole um, pausing, just relaxing and breathing, because mm -hmm. probably 95% of us or more do not actually know how to breathe correctly. Exactly. Exactly. And even when I taught my, my massage clients, especially those who would spend time hunching over the computer or just hunching generally, those who had problems with their breathing, first thing I got them to do was just to sit upright, mm. but learn how to breathe. And the moment we corrected their physiology and their, their posture and their breathing, they were like, oh my goodness, I can breathe. It's a miracle. Exactly. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your pause and breathe method? Time. So, um, yeah. So what, tell us how this came about, the pause. Well, we know it, how it came about. It's, it's through your experiences, which yeah. to be in a better place. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's unfortunate you went through what you went. Mm. But when we look at it now, you are in such a powerful place to even help your clients even more. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, so the pause and breathe. So pause and breathe. Um, I started last year and it's the most simplest thing that I remember helping my massage clients with and how much that helped them to reduce their stress levels. So I thought, well, let me start here. Just take 20 minutes out of your day and let's just all gather on Zoom, which is what we do now. And we just breathe. We do a bit of stretching as well. We do other stress relief exercises okay. just to reduce the stress, bring in calm, raise up the energy levels. And so I did that for a while, just teaching them basic breathing exercises. But then also they were saying, yeah, but at night, this is what happens. I can't switch off. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not able to get to sleep properly. So I thought, okay, so we need to reduce stress at nighttime as well. Mm. So now, now I also do an evening session um, and to help them to also to pause, breathe and relax as well. Amazing. So that's the pause and breathe method. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, that's so important. It's about learning how to switch off when you, yeah. especially yes. at night and reducing things like, and we can go on talking about this, but technology, all the, the Blu-ray lights, mm -hmm. and all this, that does impact the um, your sleeping pattern, the way you breathe, um, the things that go on in your mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what would you say your top three tips would be to anyone going through, uh, you know, stress, anxiety or suffering the things that you have suffered or to avoid getting to that point? Oh, my goodness. Look out for the symptoms. Awareness is key. Number one, definitely. Um, I always talk about symptoms on my socials when I speak to people. You know, we live in a society where, you know, people say, well, everybody is stressed. So it's like, well, just because everybody feels that way doesn't make it right, doesn't mean that you're healthy. So if you know that you're, you've got symptoms of stress, the fast heartbeat, the, the high levels of anxiety, the low energy, the headaches, the tension in the body, the sleepless nights, poor quality. See, I could go on with the symptoms. There's so many. Mm. Please seek help. Even if you think, oh, my goodness, this is silly. No, seek help from a professional so that you don't have to go down that road towards burnout because stress, in fact, is the 
pinnacle is that it's the first place before burnout. Yeah. So awareness is key. And as uh, as you know, because you had many other symptoms going on, that stress can cause other issues in the body, like the gut, um, yes. trigger off um, cancer, yeah, all sorts of other elements um, within your body. It's one, like you said, it's one of the top killers. Yeah, stress is the what we say is the foundation of most modern day diseases. Yeah. So hypertension, diabetes, um, cardiac, cardiac diseases, everything, mental Maybe. illness, you know, deal with the stress, we deal with the disease, you know, um, and then also taking time out to rest as well, taking breaks, we, you know, we're a society that just pushes through, works through lunchtime, we don't even take lunch breaks, <laughs> you know, um, we've got to take, allocate that time to yourself, uh, in your work time, have a definite start and finish time yeah. and enjoy life as well. You know, life is for living, not for working. Um, and all of this helps in terms of keeping stress at bay. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd like to add that because you mentioned the word guilty earlier on because you were feeling guilty about it. Never to feel guilty that you are taking time for yourself. Yeah. Because if yeah. you can't take care of yourself, and you know this, Lillian, uh, from your experience and from my experience, and I think many people know it, but they've got to do it. You can't help others and you can't no. do your job. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, you know, your cup is full, cup is empty yeah. analogy or the <laughs> oxygen analogy, you know, the mask on the plane, so you know, you've got to put your mask on first before you can help others. So it's really, really important. Yeah. Uh, one more tip. Cause I said three. If you got oh, one. Okay. <laughs> and one more tip is, yeah, um, I think like what you covered, don't be ashamed or don't feel guilty for putting yourself first. Um, you know, if you're not in the right place to give, even to give in your work, how are you, you know, how are you going to, you're not going to be useful to anybody at all. So yeah. always make sure that you're in the right position in terms of your health, your well-being, to be able to give to others. Don't give out of an empty cup. Don't give out being a martyr like some of us have been mm. because you know if like I remember when I was um, learning first aid what we were taught was you know if you if you're not in if you're not strong and you're not able to help people and you go in and help someone else you then become a casualty you yeah. don't want to be a casualty to other people so make sure that you're in the right position you're healthy you're strong and you're able to give and not overstretch yourself as well yeah stay within your limits Amazing. yeah do you know what? I, I, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> this is why you should have come into the studio. <laughs> Next time, Zinat, we could do a part two. <laughs> yes, definitely do a part two. Um, before we go, um, do you have somebody or a book that has completely been your inspiration? Gosh, so many, but I have to say the one book that really turned things around for me was a book by Dr. Don Colbert. Well, he's got two books. Um, one is called Stress Less, um, which he talks about stress. <laughs> really, really good book. It's my reference book all the time. And his second book, which is called Deadly Emotions, Ooh. where he talks about how our emotions 
are the, the foundation of disease um, and also how we can turn low emotions around to be more in our high healthy emotions like joy, peace, calm, love, all those wonderful emotions oh, that we, we want to be in. So mm -hmm. those are the, the, the two books that are always my references. <laughs> and who's that one written out? Oh, really? By Dr. Yeah. Don Colbert as well. Don Colbert yeah. as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and finally, if people want to get in touch with you to find out more about you, connect with you, uh, follow you, stalk you on social media, <laughs> where can they go? So they can find me on LinkedIn under Lillian Larty, um, Instagram under Lillian Larty, and my Facebook page is Lillian Larty Wellness. And I've got a Linktree page as well, Linktree, and then Lillian underscore Larty, L-A-R-T-E-Y. Fantastic. Well, there you go. It's, it's not difficult to remember. Just search Lillian Larty. Yes. You will find Lillian Larty. <laughs> you know, once again, thank you for taking the time to come on and uh, talk about your personal story. Um, it will definitely, without a doubt, resonate with so many people out there. I mean, it's resonated with me and my journey. Aww. And, um, you know, you've contributed some really valuable points that people need to start taking on board. And thank you. I wish you all the best on your journey. Thank you, Sinat. <laughs>
Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insights, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Don't worry about the height. We'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689 885 004 or email info at jwcss.com. Thank you very much, Lillian Larty, for coming on to Mindset Matters to talk to us about burnout, stress, and the experiences that that has given you in your life in terms of challenges and then leading to your successes. Wishing you all the very best in the future. Now, since it is Stress Awareness Month, I wanted to share with you some insights and tips. Now, despite that Stress Awareness Month has been running for 20 years or so now, we have still got a really long way to go. Now, a recent study in partnership with Hawaii and App Gallery and Headspace had identified that 65% of people in the UK have felt more stressed than ever before since the COVID-19 restrictions began in March 2020. The data gathered from 2,000 British adults have given them a good insight into how stress, anxiety, and the restrictions on their daily lives have negatively affected the mental health of the nation. Millions of us around the UK are experiencing, you know, high tremendous levels of stress and it is damaging our health. And I speak about that from my own experiences, how stress has been really critical for me. And I've had to dig into my toolbox to find all the tools and strategies but also seek for help to help me manage the stress levels. But stress, we know that stress is one of great public health challenges of their time, or our time, should I say. But it still isn't being taken as seriously as physical health concerns. Stress is a significant factor in mental health problems, including, as I mentioned before, anxiety and depression but it is also linked to physical health problems like heart disease, problems with our immune system, insomnia, and digestive problems. I mean, the list is endless when it comes to stress. Individually, 
we need to understand what is causing us personal stress and learn what steps we can take to reduce it for ourselves and for those around us. So what can you do for Stress Awareness Month? Well, first of all, talk about stress and its effects. Let's work together to reduce the stigma that is associated with stress by talking about the topic openly and freely with friends, family and colleagues. Two, share your coping mechanisms. If something has worked for you, why not share it? It might benefit someone you care about and in the meantime, it might help you take your focus off your own challenges. Three, be nice to those who are stressed and anxious. We are all undoubtedly going to experience stress and anxiety in our lifetime, so treat others going through it with compassion and empathy. Four, look after yourself. We all need to think about self-care, self-love. So take time out of your day to relax or do something that you really enjoy, that where you can disconnect. And don't forget to put in some exercise and eat well, even when you feel stressed too. The most crucial thing you can do when you are stressed or anxious is to make sure you are continuing to look after yourself. So make time to relax when you need to and learn to say no to the requests that are too much for you. So I'm gonna quickly share some um, more tips and insights around four areas when it comes to specifically communicating. So getting stressed around communicating. So ways to communicate, um, sorry, ways to more effectively communicate when you are feeling stressed. When we decide to open up about stress, whether we have been bottling up for a while or have only been stressed for a few hours, it can sometimes be very hard to communicate it in the way in which we want to or want it to be perceived. This can only heighten people's nerves, surroundings, opening up to someone about how they are feeling. Understandably, communication has changed greatly as we know in the last 10 to 20 years. Now the majority of the population now own mobile phones which can make communication easier in many ways as you can now communicate easily at any time of the day and in any mood. But when it comes to communicating stress, however, it is most effectively done when you're face to face in person communication. Now researchers found that conversations in the absence of mobile communication technologies were rated as significantly superior compared to those in presence of mobile devices. This is because you can react and absorb the information more effectively via face-to-face -face methods. And the possibility of miscommunication is far greater with communicating via technology, as everyone interprets information differently without any tone of guidance or body language. So, some tips on how to communicate better when you're stressed. Carefully think about what you're, go uh, you're trying to say. So taking slow breaths. Relax your shoulders and breathe in and out. Two, before communicating your stress, ensure that you are not too stressed to talk. Signs that you're too stressed to talk might be muscle tension, stomach aches, clenched fists, uh, changing colour in your face, or even breathing difficulties. So be aware of this. 
Three, understand that sometimes it takes some people a few conversations for them to absorb the information that you're trying to tell them. So be patient. Sometimes opening up to someone and telling them that you are stressed comes as quite a shock. Four, progressive muscle relaxation. So tensing, holding, and then releasing the muscles has also been proven to lower both physical and mental stress. So have a go, try it out. Five, be clear. Use examples and explain what you mean so that it's easier for the person to respond to, to and therefore for them to comfort you. Right, another thing to do with communication is what to do if the conversation you are engaging in becomes stressful. So we all know, and we have all been in this situation, you are trying to resolve some issues and the conversation is getting really stressful. If you tend to avoid stressful situations, then this is a sure way to bring the conversation to an abrupt end. But then the issues haven't actually been resolved. Alternatively, for some, this would aggravate <coughs> the situation, <coughs> excuse me, and the stressful conversation will keep escalating perhaps. So, whichever way you react, one thing is for sure, this is not a healthy way to resolve any issues and someone in an, the argument needs to be the bigger person if the conversation is to reach any resolution or compromise at all. Often conversations become stressful when you are discussing important topics. So if you start to feel stressed during a conversation, here are some tips to remember. One, try to keep eye contact. So if you start to lose eye contact, it can often make the other person feel anxious, angry, or even nervous whilst talking to you. So keep your gaze relaxed as much as you can and still to ensure that they know you are paying attention. Two, mirror the other person's movements and expressions. Mirroring someone creates a social bond in the other person's brain and leads to rapport, lowering the, any rising conflict. Three, distance. So ensure you are not too close to, or too far away. Far away could seem careless and uninterested and too close can maybe seem aggressive. Four, do not get defensive and start blaming the person of something. Keep your cool, keep your calm, and keep collected and keep your tone sincere. Five, take deep breaths and think before you speak. Do not say something you will regret, such as making promises you will not be able to keep. Stick to the facts. Right, another thing when it comes to communicating stress in the workplace. So given the expectations of discrimination and even dismissal, many people with stress go to great lengths to prevent colleagues and managers knowing they are or have been ill. Does this sound like you? Or have you been in this situation before? Now this attempt at concealment can make people reluctant to request time off for hospitals or therapy sessions and reduce their chances of obtaining appropriate help from, for example, an occupational health um, therapist or counselling services or even the employee's assistant programme. Now some people stop talking, um, sorry, stop taking medication for fear that it will impair their work performance or that it might affect or alert their colleagues to their illness. 
Making stress a commonly um, talked about topic can help the workplace become a safe place, a safe environment, a more nurtured culture environment. So some well-being tips that should reduce stress in the workplace and encourage people to is to discuss their stress. Here are some ideas that can be implemented. One, have a friendship with your colleague. Try to rely on at least one of your colleagues. Having someone to turn to can allow you to get things off your chest. Two, encourage your colleagues to take breaks. Sometimes even reminding your manager that they need a break can be beneficial. Three, establish a quiet zone in your office, if possible, wherever possible, or discuss with your line managers where that place could be. A place where people, <coughs> excuse me, who are stressed can go to a calm place to calm down and refocus and feel relaxed. Four, ask if there's a counselling service provided by the company you work at. So find out what's in your wellbeing policy, all the things that are available to you. Five, approach your manager in a proactive and positive way. Shape your stress in a way where you can say, for example, I have so many things on my bridge at the moment that I feel as if or as though I can't finish all my tasks to the best of my ability. Now ensuring they understand that you can either finish things half-heartedly with more chance of error or finish a few tasks brilliantly. Many managers would rather delegate some of your tasks to other colleagues. So do not be afraid to open up and have those conversations with your managers. I know it can be daunting, but as I said earlier on, talk to colleagues, find a supportive network that will help you make that step. So top tips to communicating with people who are stressed. So knowing how to deal with someone who has confided in you that they are stressed can be a delicate balance to master. Believe me, it can be. And often this conversation can be out of the blue, which may leave you feeling helpless and not knowing how to approach or respond to the conversation. So what are the best things that you can do if someone talks to you about being stressed? Here are some tips to remember uh, though, for those sometimes tricky conversations that you may have. Number one, as prolonged stress can affect someone's memory, when talking to them, remember that they cannot absorb a lot of information. So keep your advice specific, short and sweet. When giving advice, ensure that you are not telling the person how to think or how to feel. Remember, trust is built on listening empathy caring and compassion is highly stressed individuals two reassure them that everything will be okay although it may not seem like it at that very moment in time three check up with them regularly to see how they are talking about your stress is the only way to heal for many people so be a good listener the listening ear whenever you can. Four, do not get distracted while talking to someone about their stress. If you make the person who has most likely had to build up a lot of courage to communicate their stress with you feel irrelevant, abandoned and insecure, they will shut off and this could lead them to uh, going into a deeper hole. So give the person all your attention. 
visually so that they know that you are listening. Eye contact is vital as this signals the other person that you acknowledge their problems and respect them. Ask questions. This will also enforce that you are paying attention. Finally, five, be open to exploring new ideas and new perspectives with the individuals. Go in with an open mind and again, it's about allowing them to express and talk and then you asking the open-ended questions, not putting words into their mouths. Now I hope that these tips around communicating when it becomes stressful has been really, really useful. I'd love you to tweet in your comments around this. I'll be posting um, each of these um, four different aspects of communication on my social media through a video where you can also interact and communicate with them. Now, it's sadly, it's time to say adios, hasta la próxima semana and goodbye and see you next week. But before I do, I want to just introduce next week's guest is the delightful and gorgeous Cheryl Huggins, professional makeup artist. We will be talking about Cheryl's personal journey, her successes and challenges, but also we'll be talking about the impact of image. So with her coming from a makeup artistry background, we're gonna be talking about how mental and emotional well-being can be impacted because of the amount of uh, digital society we live in, of how we must look on social media, etc., etc. So do tune in live next week. Now, if you would like to know how I can help and support you with your goals and any challenges which may be stopping you from moving forward, or if you can't see the wood from the trees, visit my website, zenatnarani.com, and let's have that conversation. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and for all your tweets. You can listen to this show and any past shows at anchor.fm forward slash zenat hyphen narani msm. Now, if you would like to support by sponsoring the Mindset Matters show, again, email me at mindsethorizon at gmail.com. And if you would like to share your story, your personal story, then please do email me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. I would like to thank um, last week's guest again once more because they have kind of caused a wave on social media, which is a, gr a good thing about bringing awareness to lung cancer support, which is Emma Barkley and Nikki DeLobo. So thank you very much. Finally, thanking my sponsors, Intune PR and Jade Window Cleaning Support Services with a passion enormously. Thank you for being part of the Mindset Matters Talk radio show. I'm leaving you with my mission, which is to empower your mind to live the life you desire by helping you find and forge your path through life. Continue to keep safe and well. Have an awesome weekend and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Don't worry about the height. We'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689 885 004 or email info at jwcss.com. 
Mindset Matters show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numrani on Channel 2 Radio. Knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I'm 